Hey guys, Nicoletta Mito here with Insomnicat Media. Today, Brian and I are going to talk to JD Wildflower, a holistic success coach who's going to talk to us about eliminating burnout and creating a more balanced life. So listen in. Hello, everybody. Today, Brian and I are here with JD Wildflower. She is an and a holistic success coach. And she's gonna to talk to us about a lot of cool things, including burnout today. So for those of us who don't know you, JD, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and the path that led you to uh, becoming a holistic success coach? Oh, sure. You know, um, it actually starts when, um, I'll say that it kind of all started when I was 14. I had looked forward, so looked forward to going to this certain, this uh, special um, magnet arts, uh, performing arts high school. Uh, all summer, I was looking forward to it. I, I get there because there was a band program there. So I get there and I start the band program and, and everybody has their bands in all the different areas. Um, there's like, uh, I mean, like rock bands kind of thing, mm -hmm. not, not like regular <laughs> school band kind of thing. Uh -huh. And, um, <clears throat> A few weeks later, and I kind of went around to the different ones, and they weren't quite fitting. A couple weeks later, I got pulled into the director of the um, music department's office, and he said, none of the guys want you in their bands because they all say girls can't rock. And so right there, what I did was I made the decision that I was going to freaking prove them wrong. I was like, <laughs> all right, you know, okay, you think this? I'm going to prove you wrong, and that's, and that's what's going on. So from that moment on, I made it my mission <laughs> to prove them wrong, to prove that, you know, just because I'm a female, um, that even though I'm, that regardless of my, you know, femaleness, I'm still going to do this. I'm still going to be successful and all this stuff. I started college when I was 15. Um, wow. I've been a college professor of marketing, uh, all kinds of stuff um, at an early age. And then in 2012, I got a, uh, offered a million dollar recording contract. And, you know, it, it had to walk away from that because I needed to take care of my own well-being at that point in time, because I went through a burnout. So, you know, I, I've gone from this journey, I've been an entrepreneur for over two decades. And, and during this journey, there's been like these ups and downs. And I think that the number one thing that, that really was a huge factor in that contributed to the burnout that I experienced was that it was coming from a, 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 a different place than most people think. It was coming from this belief inside of myself that I had to, I had to do, be, or become something in order to be okay. In or, and that's what my self-worth was based upon. And so I, I've been coaching clients um, for over 20 years on how to create lives and businesses they love. Um, and um, some high profile clients um, in there, you know, across the world, uh, Academy Grammy winners, New York Times bestselling authors. And so I've been involved in a lot of really cool projects and with really fun people. And, um, you know, sometimes that can, just be something that kind of overshadows your own personal life and you kind of just keep pushing and pushing and pushing to get stuff done. So that led me to my burnout 
And, you know, that was several years ago. And I created a program to get myself out of burnout because I started understanding and realizing um, the underlying psychological factors that were contributing to it. Because it wasn't just something that was as simple as like, oh, I'm going to take a vacation for a week. And then I'm going to come back and everything's going to be fine. Like it had gotten to the point where it was just, um, you know, uh, debilitating to um, my happiness. Mm -hmm. So I took a step back and I created my holistic success program to just help myself, number one. And then, you know, from there, my clients started seeing what I was doing. They were asking and they were like, okay, you know, you got to make this for us so that we can do it. So that's kind of the the gist of how I went from, you know, from being a, a college professor and, you know, starting off early in my career doing, you know, all kinds of different, um, you know, coaching and, and um, marketing programs for clients to my burnout. And, you know, here we are today where, you know, my mission right now is to spread the word about um, burnout awareness so that people can really start to understand what it is, what it looks like, how it can affect you. And, you know, most importantly, the underlying psychological factors that really need to be addressed in order to really recuperate from it fully, instead of just like band-aid approaches, like mm -hmm. nannies or maids or the things <laughs> that you think are going to like save the time. Do you know what I mean, Nicolette? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I, I want to go, I want to just talk a little bit about this term holistic success for a second, though. You know, can you tell us a little bit about that? You know, it's the topic of your masterclass and it's also, you know, the, in your website URL. So this is the name of your company. What talks to us about holistic success? What, what does that mean? Well, you know, I was, I was thinking about what's the opposite of burnout and, you know, the only thing that ever made sense to me was the op was the opposite of burnout is holistic success because burnout happens to those who are really passionate. Burnout doesn't really happen to people when they're kind of half-assing things. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they don't have burnout. They're just like, they're half-assing it. So they don't care. They're yeah. They're just, they're just getting through life. You know, it doesn't really. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. They're, they're just coasting. So they're, they're fine. It, burnout happens to those who are passionate. And what I, what I found is that it, it, burnout comes from a toxic success model. And what I mean by that is that, um, you know, the, it, it's really interesting to, to kind of take a step back and to look at the different um, definitions of what success means throughout the ages. You know, um, back in the 80s and the 90s, success did not mean being on 24-7. It did not mean answering your emails at 8 p.m. It, it didn't mean posting on social networks, you know, every day or every other day. And if you didn't, you suck, you know, kind of. <laughs> and, and so I think what started happening as, as the world got faster and faster, you know, outside, and then we start, and then the culture started becoming a 24-7 kind of a thing. I think more of these types of toxic success habits started popping up. And a toxic success habit is basically like, um, you know, the things that keep you off balance. Like if answering emails for you at 8 p.m. or 10 p.m. is something that knocks you off balance, then that's a, that's a toxic success habit for you. But if it's something that keeps you in balance, because maybe you're a night owl, 
and you want to do that, or maybe your business runs better, um, you know, during those hours because of your clients. You know what I mean? There's a lot of different factors and, um, you know, the holistic, the whole concept of holistic success is really just about giving people with burnout something to reach towards. And holistic success is, is about having a holistic sense of how success impacts your life. And uh, Brian, it looks like you have some like agreement with that. What, what, how do you feel like with that? Like, have you seen that difference between like those toxic success habits and maybe the holistic ones kind of battling around? Absolutely. And, you know, uh, you know, what, what I was really thinking about is it's interesting because like, like yourself, you know, we're very passionate about what we do. And sometimes you're putting so much into that, do you, you know, and that becomes, that becomes a big thing. So it, it's interesting because you were talking about people that were, you know, sort of half-assing it when you're not putting anything and you don't really get stressed out about it. You don't, you don't burn yourself out, but when, you know, you become really passionate you see really a lot of really successful people going down those paths where what happens is, you know, like you said, they're, they're focusing on their career, whatever that is. And they're putting so much into it that that's where the burnout happens because they're not, you know, taking a step back to, to what it should be. So I, I also think the problem is when you try to do that in every area of your life. So, you know, for me, it's, um, it's when things are, when I'm doing really well at work, right, then, you know, me as a mother or me as a wife, we, those things kind of fall, right? And then when I'm putting extra time, things, then the other things fall. And I'm like, and they're not really falling. I mean, the, the reality is nothing's breaking because I, you know, took an hour to spend with my son or I took an, you know, I, I stopped working early on a Friday, nothing's going to break, right? But it, to me, it is. And, and it's kind of, Huh? You know, trying to give my all to all of those things at one time, and you 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 really you can't all the time. <laughs> you know, it's just not it's not realistic. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. you're definitely speaking on I think what so many people are dealing with nowadays. And you know, if you look back, I mean, I I would say that this this whole kind of like <clears throat> I don't know, it's kind of like a do or die mentality. Like every mm -hmm. day, it's like it's like this super strong mission that you've got to be on. Whereas in the nineties, I, I opened my first business in the nineties and none of it was like this. It was like, you know, you, I mean, it, it, it just wasn't so, there wasn't so much pressure to like do. And, you know, Nicolette, I, you know, I, I propose that perhaps some of what's going on with that, um, you know, where it feels so hard to do is, from, you know, perhaps from those expectations that you're having on yourself in terms of what you should get done each week, because I'm going to tell you, having a five-year-old kid, that, that is a job in and of itself. And I think, I don't know, I think you just need to give yourself a little credit with that. And, and I think that a lot of parents do because, you know, sometimes we feel guilty or selfish, you know, for taking that time. And, um, but if you look at it like a job, like raising your kid is a job in and of itself, and it has its own valid place in your life um, in terms of the time that you spend each week. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that perhaps that can help with some of that kind of anxiety that I think comes from it um, that seems to be newer. I don't know. What do, you, what do you think, Nicolette? Well, you know, one of the things that I do is I 
because you're saying it's like a job, right? So, and, and, and like, you know, you, you have a job and then Saturday and Sunday in the normal world, you're off, right? <laughs> so in the, in that, in that environment. So, you know, Tuesday night is my night, right? So I oh. take off on Tuesday night, Tuesday, and I am, I am religious about it. I mean, I do not skip a beat and it, I need that. I need it to survive, you know? So it's funny, my husband was stuck at the dentist last night and I was afraid that I wasn't going to be able to, you know, have my night. And, and so I took my son and I dropped him off at the dentist because I need my, my time, you know, and that's, so it's kind of like scheduling the time for me, you know? And so if that means cutting into parenting or, you know, how many to Brian, I, um, yesterday I was done at, um, Four. You know, three thirty, and I went to a kickboxing and I scheduled that time, you know, so I left work a little early and I got mom duty off for the night. So Tuesday was wonderful. I'm refreshed today. So I don't know anything about burnout. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting too. So it's, it's always, you know, cause we wear so many hats, right? We just talked about that, you know? So what in your opinion is really that balance? Like, you know, I know it's, and for everyone, it's very different, but like, is there like a, you know, like, a, uh, I'm also looking for a math formula, but that's me. But is there like a, you know, a balance? Because same thing, I think everyone needs time for themselves. I believe everyone should have a hobby too. You know, like, I really, I really believe that, you know, it helps you decompress, no matter what that is. But, uh, you know, is there like, you know, how much time should people that don't understand how to separate it? How much time should they dedicate to themselves or relaxation or their hobby or something that doesn't have to do with work or family necessarily? Great question. Great question. Because that I and I'm total. I totally agree with you with the hobbies, and you know hobbies and leisure activities. Hobbies give you something to work towards and a project to work towards. Um, I, I like to I I like to uh, encourage people to do what I call personal self-expression hobbies, mm -hmm. and specifically what that means is that it's something that is a form of personal self-expression from yourself, whether it be painting, woodworking. Music for non-musicians. It only works for non-musicians. Yeah. If you're a musician, like, <laughs> yeah, if that's your job. Or if you're, yeah, yeah, then you gotta then you gotta do something yeah. else. Um, and and you know, interestingly enough, it kind of came from um, from that kind of thing. Uh, you know, because of myself also being a professional musician, mm -hmm. um, when you're making music, it's it's um, highly produced. It's all this stuff. You're you're making a product mm -hmm. in the end. Right. It might come originally from your passion, which is great. But in the end, you're making a product. And so at, to, at a certain point, that becomes work. And when it becomes work, then it's not so much that hobby, personal self-expression kind of thing. So um, personal self-expression in, in, in any way basically means that, that nobody else gets to tell you what to do with it. Nobody else gets to say, yes, this is great. No, this isn't. And I really did have, so my first business was a, um, a marketing company. And um, we're still doing that to this day. We've worked with high profile celebrities to help them, mm -hmm. uh, you know, brand themselves. And so when I first started doing that, I was doing a lot of creative work, a lot of graphic design. I'm also a graphic artist. Um, and that's how that company got started. Um, but what I was finding is that at first, like I felt like it really helped my creativity um, blossom. But then eventually after, you know, several years of doing it, having the, you know, having to have the, the client okays and all this stuff and having all these other people mm -hmm. involved, it, I felt like it kind of took away from my personal self-expression that I was being, that I was doing in my work where 
originally when I first started, it was like there, I was like, yay, I'm doing all this design, all this art and it's great. And it was still great. It's just that it became not my personal self-expression. Mm -hmm. um, so it wasn't, so I needed to fill that gap with something else. So, um, you know, uh, Nicolette, when, uh, when I was looking for that time, like you're talking about to like, you know, take time away from the family and go do my thing. I took, um, there were a couple different things I did. I took um, watercolor painting classes was one of the things and cake decorating classes. So I don't like cooking. I don't like, <laughs> I'm, I, like, I'm I, like, I make businesses. Like that's like, that's my thing, right? Those are, those, that's my, those are my cakes. Um, but I can make a cake look pretty. But yeah, you know, those hobbies and working with those. Yeah, go for it. about burnout? Because, you know, you started off talking about burnout and I want to talk about this because it's, it's trending. You know, we didn't really, I, this burnout is, um, you know, we see, they're saying, where is the, the I found a report. It, it said that millennials are a highly burnt out group. And I mean, I guess I fall into the millennial category, but I don't feel like a millennial. So but I guess I am pretty burnt out half the time, um, you know, but it's, it's all over LinkedIn. It's all over. I mean, no matter what you're, where you are, you know, people are talking about burnout. So the question is, you know, it's always existed, right? I, maybe, maybe not based on what you were saying, but in different, in different um, varieties. But mm -hmm. why are we seeing it more now? And how actually was burnout expressed in previous generations? You know, what, what, was, what was causing that burnout and how were people dealing with it differently than today? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, I would say that you know, in, in the past, I, the responsibilities put on to each individual were not necessarily quite so extravagant. Mm -hmm. um, you know, in the last 40 years, women have, you know, been in the workforce full, you know, full on, full force. Um, before that, like uh, my grandparents' age, that, you know, um, it, it did happen, you know, women did do some work out of the home, but it was not the expectation. It wasn't the expectation for them to be superwoman. And so, um, you know, a lot of what happened in terms of the evolution of burnout, um, you know, back in the day, uh, you know, let's say 50 years ago, um, you know, being a mom and taking care of a household is a huge responsibility. And, you know, the mom would have time um, when the kids went to school, you know, to chillax and to kind of just have a little bit of time without, you know, um, being a referee or, you know, taking care of all those things. And so that was kind of a natural kind of a thing. And so, you know, the progression of it, in, in my opinion, how I see that it has progressed the most is because of the um, battle for your attention. Uh, your attention is your greatest commodity. And advertisers know this um, because, you know, when you, when you look at, um, you know, TV commercials and, you know, stuff like that, it's, you know, they're, they're in there to help break up your attention at certain segments of time. And um, while it's valuable information, it's the things that pay for the TV shows to happen. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's valuable information and what's happened in terms of like, you know, social media 
in our, our phones, you know, having internet and stuff like that, you know, um, we didn't have that so much in the nineties. You had cell, I, you know, we had cell phones, but we didn't have the internet on them. We didn't have the expectation of always being on, always being available and always um, having to choose where to put our focus and attention. So I really, you know, I posit that, that, that the burnout epidemic that we are experiencing right now in this day and age is because of the battle for your attention. And nowadays there are so many areas um, that are competing for your attention. You know, if you're into anything social media, you know, which ones, which ones do you do? You know, are you on, on Facebook, LinkedIn, um, Twitter, Instagram, all this stuff. And if you're an entrepreneur, oh my God, forget about it. There's so much fluff and BS out there nowadays about like, all these things that you're supposed to be doing as an entrepreneur and you're, you know, there's people will tell you, you know, you got to use this one social network and now you got to do this one. And then, so then, you know, these young entrepreneurs that are starting out or green entrepreneurs, I'll put it that way, starting out, they're like looking at it and they're like, Oh my gosh, I've got to like post on like 10 networks every single day and then work and then take care of the family and then take care of the household. And it's all of this competition for your attention. And it, you know, the, the brain has a real challenging time keeping up with that, especially if you're a person who feels like you need to keep up with certain things, um, which is, you know, one of my recommendations for, you know, helping to work with that is to take a look around your life and see what ball you actually should just put down. Mm -hmm. you know? So do you, do you think that that actually, so, you know, because you're competing with so many things, right, that's increasing the burnout, but do you, do, you know, with like social media or things like that, but does that also force sometimes a lot of people to lose their passions because they're not now focused on what their business is supposed to be. They're focused on just let me post, you know, into these social accounts, you know, I need to be on this one, this one, this one. Oh, now TikTok's the big trendy thing. Let me go over there. Do you know what I mean? And, and instead of going, well, here's who really, here's what I am, or here's what my business is supposed to be, or here's what my passion is, or my goal, you know, and really focusing on being what they want to be in their business first, you know, the, that, that aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'd be curious as to what um, Michael Gerber, the author of uh, E-Myth would, would say about something like that. Cause I think that kind of follows it. That really falls in line with his concepts. Have you guys read that book at all? Um, those? Yeah. Uh, um, I love them. They're amazing because they talk about um, his books talk about the difference between um, being a technician in your business, the working in your business, doing the fulfillment and stuff versus working on your business. And that, you know, the e-myth is all about the entrepreneurial myth. Um, and, you know, kind of the gist of it is, is that, you know, um, some people, you know, have kind of the true entrepreneur spirit where they want to have multiple companies and it works like that. I have that, but not everyone does. Mm -hmm. Some people, they just want to be in their businesses. They just want to make birdhouses or that, you know, they want to make tie dyes or they want to make computers. They want to make software. They want to do this, you know, the specific stuff. And so what you're, you know, when you're talking about there, Brian, is that is it, it absolutely, absolutely. I, I mean, it's one of the fastest ways to get you into burnout is to be focusing, if you're an entrepreneur, is to be focusing on all kinds of stuff that's not, you know, that, that they're cogs and they're pieces that can help your business. But if you're focused too much on the, on the um, marketing or the outside of it, if you're, if you're working on the business too much uh, and not in the business doing what you love enough, 
-hmm. you know, that's something that right there, you know, could absolutely set somebody up for burnout. So let me ask you a question. If someone's dealing with burnout, do you have any tips or recommendations for folks who are dealing with this? Yeah, yeah. You know, I've got, you know, I've got my, my three tips for, you know, just starting up. So I like to start small, you know, it's not about reinventing the wheel all at once. And, you know, the first one is to really just take a look around and choose one area this week where you can start making room for yourself in your own life. And, you know, uh, for example, like if you've been wanting to take charge of your health and you know that your eating sucks or you're like not exercising and you're just beating yourself up about it in your head every day, take one step, one action this week. You know, the, the, it's about doing it in a short period of time and not overwhelming yourself with tasks. But pick something, you know, something that you have been putting off um, that contributes to your own well-being and uh, choose to, to make a healthier habit starting this week for that one thing. And, you know, the second, the second thing that, the second tip that I like to look at is, um, you know, are you overwhelmed or underwhelmed? And because both of these can contribute to burnout. So what I suggest is to take a step back from a, for a moment and to just kind of, you know, um, connect with your heart's desires and your goals, because sometimes they kind of compete with each other. Because like, let's say, you know, you have a career and you're very career minded and everything, and then you have a kid, and then that, you know, they're kind of competing with each other um, at a certain point there. And sometimes what can happen with the underwhelm and the overwhelm is that they can both happen at once. So overwhelm is when you feel overwhelmed by responsibility, overwhelmed by your tasks, overwhelmed by you know whatever it is. And underwhelm uh, is actually when you are not putting enough energy towards your heart's passion, towards your heart's desires, towards those things, uh, Brian, like what you were talking about, towards those things that make you feel alive, that make you feel passion. If you're an entrepreneur, it's those things that help you feel, feel passion for your business. And so if you can have both going on at the same time, okay? You can be overwhelmed by a minutia of responsibilities and while at the same time being underwhelmed because you're not putting enough passion towards um, creating your future, towards creating the things that you want in your life even for the right now. And so I say, take a look at those two things, that underwhelm versus the overwhelm, and just kind of check in with yourself to see, you know, where you are, um, you know, with that, because understanding that um, is going to be the foundation um, on which you know, you're going to be able to um, create some solutions for the burnout. And my third tip is to strengthen your no muscle. <laughs> so strengthening your own, your, your no muscle. This is a real tough one for moms because we're used to having, you know, we're used to, yes, you know, saying yes all the time. Uh, strengthening your no muscle. This is like going to the gym and working out. It's going to take some time to do. Um, and this isn't like, it, you know, it, and I'm probably not even saying anything here you don't already know. I'm just reminding you of, um, you know, what's important. And I'll, re I'll remind you why it's important. Um, because when we have all these responsibilities of our life in our lives, you know, we have um, our families, our households, um, you know, work, hobbies, activities, all this kind of stuff. 
there's only so many hours in the week. You know, we've got 24 hours a day. What is it like 168, something like that in a week. And you only have so many of those hours. If you are taking, uh, if, you're, if your no muscle isn't strengthened enough to, to the point where you can say no to the things that aren't really gonna serve you um, or your family right now in your life, then what's most likely gonna end up happening if you are experiencing burnout is it's just gonna continue to get worse. Um, you know, and Nicolette, you had a perfect example with that where, you know, your husband had something going, you know, he had a health thing, he had a health appointment. He couldn't do your, your normal Tuesdays for you to take that time, uh, you know, to, to take me time, to take Nicolette time, right? And so, you know, instead of, but instead of just, you know, saying, oh, forget it, I'm not going to have me time this week, you took action. And you, and you know, you strengthened your no muscle and, and you, and, and, and you said no to not having that. And so really strengthening your no muscle, um, it can mean different things to different people, but I really encourage you to, to you know, you and, and you know, the viewers out there to really just take a look at where you need to start saying no more in your life and to do, and that when you do it, do so um, with grace, you know, and sometimes um, you know, women, I feel like are the ones that have the hardest time, um, doing this. Um, so especially in the Midwest, if, if, uh, women, women raised in the Midwest, um, there's kind of a, a, a joke up here in Minneapolis that if you were raised, if you're a female raised in the Midwest, you were born, you were raised to be passive aggressive. And so it's, <laughs> you know, it's something that a lot of women have to work with. I've always been kind of, um, you know, my own person, kind of a loud mouth at times. So I haven't really, you know, dealt with that. Um, but it's an interesting thing, you know, to see, um, you know, how women um, give themselves permission to do that or not. I feel like men oftentimes have an easier time with it um, because they're not looked at as a bitch when they do that, when they, when they say no. And so, it, and it's not about um, doing it in a way that's snarky or anything like that. Sometimes it's just simply a matter of saying, uh, you know, if somebody uh, asks you to, to do something or make a commitment to something, you can say, you know, I just have a really full plate right now in my life. And I really uh, want to be able to give everything in my life my all. And because I have all this stuff going on right now, or because my kid is this age, and I'm dedicated to, you know, raising him, you know, and being there for him. Unfortunately, I just don't have the time to commit to this. Um, but, you know, I, I wish you the best of luck in what you're doing. You know, that's a gracious way of, of saying no and, and strengthening that no muscle. So, you know, that's my, my, my third tip about how to, you know, start to work at taking your power back from burnout. So last thing I want to ask um, is about your experiences with your clients and kind of what are the people, you know, what are your clients really struggling with, you know, in general? What are some of the biggest struggles that you're coming across? Yeah, you know, I would say uh, the no thing, <laughs> uh, the no thing, uh, the no muscle thing is, um, you know, it's very challenging. In, and I, I think it's even more challenging nowadays, just because of all of the different areas that are competing for your attention. And sometimes you need to say no to yourself. Um, this is what I find with a lot of my clients. And what I mean by that is, um, you know, there's a lot of different types of um, a lot of social media interaction is based around um, subconscious habits of human psychology. 
and it, it's a really interesting thing to study the the specifics of how they of how not only um, not only um, you know uh, social media but also um, games and um, advertising and just kind of different aspects of things you know they it's it's really a, a matter of learning how to say no to yourself sometimes if you find that something is overwhelming for you. So we were talking about the social media early. Hey, I think social media is fantastic. I was one of the early adopters and, you know, and uh, so I'm a huge fan of it. However, I'm a huge fan of utilizing it in a way that works the best for you. And I would say that's one of the struggles that a lot of my clients have um, because a lot of them are entrepreneurs um, and high-profile high entrepreneurs. And so, you know, there's this expectation from everyone around them to um, have, you know, be posting every day and to be doing all this stuff. And that just doesn't work for some people. It's too distracting for some people. And so um, they need to either create a plan to like bulk it, like batch write posts and stuff. Uh, that's what a lot of my, that's what I train a lot of my entrepreneurs to do. Um, to, you know, batch it to, you know, take one day out of the month, write down what you're going to be posting for the whole month, create a platform around it, use it. If you're using it for business, use it for business and using it for business is, is, is about having strategy. If you have strategy, then you don't run into the thing, Brian, like what you were talking about earlier, where somebody is like, you know, if it, it's not really their passion right it might not be their passion however it could be necessary for them to market their business but if they kind of are doing it from like a one-off perspective and trying to figure it all out every single day it's not really coming at it from a strategic marketing perspective and you know so um you know doing so um you know can really be beneficial um so sometimes you know having to strengthen your no muscle with yourself of you know giving yourself limits um, on what you're going to spend your time doing and what you, you know, and what you're not going to be doing um, is a, a thing that my clients um, are challenged with. Um, and so another aspect is, um, you know, the delegating or deleting of things. So many passionate professionals, we want to do it all ourselves because we're the only ones that can do it right. <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't know anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> and you know here's the thing sometimes uh we need to delete it and sometimes we need to delegate it and it really just requires you know taking a, a a long look at what your you know future um holds um what you want your future to hold because everybody has you know in this day and age you know let's say 100 years give or take right mm -hmm. let's say shoot for 100 if you want and go with that and mm -hmm. so you know with that if you look, if you start with the, with the end in mind, it's a lot easier to make those choices today to um, say no to something or to delegate it. You know, um, I was mentioning earlier the cooking thing. You know, one of those things I'm not all that great at. You know, um, and so um, that's an area where I like to have help. You know, because for me it is, um, I find it more beneficial for my well-being to be focused on, um, you know, the things that I'm passionate about and to have, you know, some delegation with some of those things that I'm not so passionate about. And so um, my kid is a better cook than I am. And so he actually makes a lot of food 
and um, you know, it's, it's a wonderful thing. So, and I still, mind you, I still keep on top of my health um, and I eat very healthfully. Um, I'm just not in the kitchen, you know, whipping up like huge gourmet meals and stuff like that. It's not my strong suit. Um, and so rather than try to force myself with something that kind of takes more energy from me than it gives, um, I prefer to delegate that. And that's one of the, one of the challenges um, that I, I find my clients face a lot is that question of like, what do you delete? What do you delegate? And, um, you know, the, it really comes down to that's, that's a personalized kind of thing. And it's really, it really needs to be based on um, a person's, um, you know, assessment of, you know, what really helps them um, feel alive and feel passionate in their life. And, and um, you know, that and knowing under and understanding as well, like what helps them feel overwhelmed, and you want to kind of, you know, create some solutions to those things that cause the overwhelm. So I don't cook either. So don't <laughs> you don't? <laughs> I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I'm one of those. Yeah. <laughs> My kid, my son does. He loves it. He's like me. I'm, I was like trying to make some barbecue sauce because I'm uh, uh, doing this lectin free thing. So I was like trying to make a barbecue sauce without tomato sauce. And I like it was not happening how I was making it. So I just gave it to my kid. I'm like, here, can you make something that tastes good? Kind of like barbecue sauce, but without tomato. He's like, sure, mom. And he made it and it was great. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Brandon, if you're getting anything, is there anything we wanted to talk about with Gigi that we didn't cover? And we talked about a lot of good stuff. I don't think so. I mean, I know I, I came away with some really good tips on uh, what I need to do in my life. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yep. So, Gigi, anything you want to leave us with? You know, burnout is something that isn't going to go away because you ignore it. <laughs> it's one of those things that really, you know, it's important to acknowledge when it's going on in your life so that you can take some action about it because it's, it's not something that you can, I'll, I'll put it this way, it's something you can sweep under the rug for only so long and, and then you're going to be walking on that rug and it's gonna, there's going to be piles and it's going to make you fall down. And really the goal in my work and my mission is to help people before it gets to that point to help people acknowledge, you know, that they're experiencing some symptoms of burnout, you know, if, if they are, and to cr start to create some plans and some solutions to it right at that point, rather than like letting it go to the point where they're completely overwhelmed, where they feel completely burnt out. And, and, you know, where they have to take, you know, when people get into a real huge burnout, sometimes they have to take six months to a year off because they need to really, dial back in to themselves again. And so my goal is to, you know, really help to give people the tools uh, to prevent burnout in the first place, or hey, if you're already there, because some people are, mm -hmm. to work at taking those steps to recuperate from it in a way that works for you. Um, and it, it's different for everyone. So it's really about having that awareness, I think, is, um, you know, the biggest um, step right now that people can take. Uh, to, you know, working with burnout. So, so JD, besides your masterclass, where else can people go to find out more information on uh, holistic success? Oh, yeah, uh, sure, Brian. They can go to holisticsuccessinstitute.com. And um, actually, that's where uh, you can view the masterclass as well. I've got a masterclass up there. It's called Holistic Success, 
how to uh, reduce your stress, maximize your productivity, and cultivate a greater sense of peace, flow, and ease in your life. And, you know, it really goes into the framework um, that I have around holistic success and um, in, into defining um, some more topics around what toxic success looks like um, and why people get into uh, some specifics about why people get into burnout. Um, and that's a free masterclass that anybody can look at and online there. And then I've actually got a four-week online mastermind boot camp program. It's called Burnout Boot Camp. And what it is, it's a, it's a program designed for busy professionals to help them either prevent or recuperate from burnout. And it's done in four weeks. So it's boot camp style kind of thing. It's about creating massive results and, you know, really going um, for it. And it's all done online. So people um, from around the world are joining us. And it's really fun because, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a resource and it's somewhere where, you, you know, the people in our group, they can talk, um, you know, about what they're experiencing because it's a mastermind program. And um, so we have select individuals with it. They're small groups um, that, that we work with each month. Um, but it's really, you know, fun to see people start to smile again and start to like get their passion back and start to get their inspiration back. And um, so that's that holisticsuccessinstitute.com if you can check that out. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today, JT. We really appreciated it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Nicolette and Brian. It's been fun to, to chat and to, uh, you know, help spread the word about uh, burnout awareness.